Welcome to the Crack Den Comedy Club! <laughs> On this week's episode, we've got Bob Hennigan, Aideen McQueen, Sinead Quinlan, and the one and only David McSavage. And Eddie and Damo talk about fancying your teachers, the original dick pic, and farting Lynx Africa. All right, episode nine. Yeah, it was a great... Uh, oh, I just uh, lost my voice as I said that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> episode nine! Episode nine! That's the perfect time to lose your voice at the start of an episode. Yeah, it's early in the morning. It's going to be a long one. It's early in the morning, but that's okay because we're going to cross to late at night. Because we were out at the, the club yeah. last night. Yeah. So yeah. we'll be diving in. We've got a great lineup. Bob yeah, Hennigan's so going to open the podcast for us today. He was on the this week. Yeah, man. It was great because I hadn't seen Bob... First time since the old panda, mm. uh, like a lot of the acts. So good. You forget how good some of our mates are. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I know that guy on stage. Uh, Bob's the best. Such a nice guy as well. Yeah, class. So let's j- dive in. I think uh, I think he's talking about a pharmacy in this one. That's it. So anyway, I got diagnosed. I got I got uh, put on a medication called Ritalin, which has a, a bit of a bad rep because it's... Uh, uh, ADHD is probably overdiagnosed in the states, and Ritalin is overprescribed, and it's abused by by uh, uh, kids and, and teenagers. But I it's, it's, I found it very effective, and you know, I just do a couple of lines in the morning, <laughs> shoot up at lunchtime, and if I, I find if I'm fading a bit in the afternoon, I just suck off a guy in a bus station for you know my next. <laughs> I just. I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I, I get through the day much better. Like I, I, I get up and I do things. Like mainly in bus stations. Uh, no, but the the thing was when I when I got when I got my uh, my prescription, my first prescription, uh, because I live in the west of Ireland, uh, I'm back living in a, a town in Mayo, and in in pharmacies in Mayo, they only stock two things really: like paracetamol or morphine. Because if you're going into the chemist, it's like there's either not a fucking thing wrong with you, or God help you, you're on your way out. It's, uh, there's no real in between. So when I was like going in, going, uh, I need to get Ritalin. They were like, What the fuck? Is fuck off. Like, anyway, I had to go to about four different uh, pharmacies to, get, to actually get it. And when I went into the ph- the pharmacy that actually gave it to me, they they were like looking on the system, going, Yeah, we. Well, we don't have it, but we have something like it. I was like, you know, I'm not like trying to do a fucking drug deal here, like, you know, like, got any cocaine? I got crack. No, no, I was like, I was like, do you have it? Like, she goes, yeah, well, it's the same thing. It's, yeah, look, you'll be grand. I was like, okay, okay. So I went home and I started reading the literature for this medication. And uh, first alarm bell was, how to take it? It's like, well, you can take the capsule, or you can open it up, put it on some applesauce, and take it that way. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> medication comes with a serving suggestion. <laughs> like, can I can I put it on a banana and fucking peanut butter sandwich? Like, what the? But the next sort of alarm bell was um, under uh, how long does the dose last? It said, well, if you take it in the morning. It'll start to wear off around about when you're coming home from school. <laughs> and it was at that point I rang up 
my doctor and went, look, is it absolutely necessary that I go to school? <laughs> I've already done my leaving cert twice. Like, I, I keep having dreams that I'm doing it a third time. And like, in the dream, I'm 43. And like, I, like why am I doing it? And, and I have no pants on. It's like... Hey, Bob Hennigan. Another comedian with attention deficit disorder. I know. I'll be damned. It's, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's either autism spectrum or attention deficit. It's, Every comedian. It's it's like a pa- there's a pattern. There's a emerging. pattern. Neurodivergent. Yeah, and if they don't talk about it on stage, they'll tell you off stage. Or you'll just figure it out by the way they uh, hold a conversation or don't hold a conversation. Yeah, or make eye contact or not make eye contact. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's it's everybody's got something. And Bob had the old ADD as well. He's yeah. part of the team. Um, that was very funny. He's in the crew, man. Do you remember going in to get Ritalin? Oh, I never got Ritalin. I, I'm, not, I'm not actually... I remember oh, I yeah, telling yeah, four-year wait. Still waiting on the four years. I don't think I'll ever want to go on Ritalin because four years from now, if I'm still alive, I'll just be like, ah, You'll get be fine. By. Get, yeah, I'll get by. Um, but Bob was saying he's having uh, nightmares about it because the person was saying about school and he was saying he was having nightmares of having to do the leave insert again or going back to school and then uh, and having no pants on as well. I've had those dreams where I have to do the leave insert again. They're the worst dreams ever. Like once a year at least, I'll wake up in the. I'll be like, I'll wake up out of the dream and go, oh fuck, I have to do the leave insert. Ah, uh, and then and then I'll be like, roll over and my girlfriend is there in bed and I go, she's thirty years old. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't have to go to school. Yes, <laughs> fuck school. Yeah, I'm free. Um. Oh yeah. The big question: How was your score? What'd you get? Oh, uh, we're getting into leave insert points. Oh yeah, why not? I got four ninety five. So you can you can tell me because I have no idea if that's good or bad. That sounds good. It's not bad. That's nearly five hundred. Is five hundred good? I'm. It's okay. Is that yeah. good, Shane? What'd you get? I didn't do it. What? My man. My man. Come on. Hey, why? What? What happened? Just didn't want to do it. Did you know back then you were going to be an audio producer? Yeah, that was it. And is this? You just had headphones on in the corner of the room. (laughs) Why does he got these massive Marshall headphones on with a curly wire? That's great. Like, well done, man. Did you did you know what you wanted to do at the time? Or yeah, I knew I didn't want to be in school. Yeah, yeah, you're fucking right, man. I did the similar. Like ours isn't as stressful in Australia. We had uh, the final exams. I don't know. There isn't even a cool name for it. Leaving, so it's just like ah, that last exam. And it's a big. How did you do it? Oh, terrible D's. But I like that. It starts with day. The day most starts with D, so I was cool with that. So like D's, 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 and then like I, I got, I got a, I can't remember. I did okay in human biology, funnily enough, because I fancied the teacher. <laughs> Man, there's so much to be said for fancying the teacher. It yep. gets you so so far in a class. I had an Irish teacher who was really hot. And I got, I got. You a, still speak Irish. I still speak Irish. <laughs> I did honors Irish. I got a B one. I went from like I was dro- I was going to drop down to pass. I was getting D's. And then we had this new teacher, super hot. And uh, and I still wanted to change class. She was like, don't leave this class, Eddie. Like, you you have it in you to just fucking pull up your socks and actually do the homework. Ah. And I, was, I did. What a motivation. Every day coming in, she'd like, she'd slate me if I didn't have anything done. Um, she was so hot that I was like, I better get... That was the only homework I ever really actually had. So that's what's saying. If they look at a school's score... It's not how smart the kids are. It's just how hot the teachers are in that school. 
Yeah, hot teachers must have a much better grade average. Imagine if we every teacher was like you fancied all your teachers. It doesn't have to be hot. They don't have to be hot in your eyes. Like hot in, to in hot to lonely teenagers is a yeah. different measure of hot to real life. Yeah, but as long as they're that, yeah, then it's a success story. Yeah. Um, speaking of hot. We got Bob back. <laughs> yeah, we just we just interrupted Bob's act to talk about school. Bob's got a Bob's got a great bit on Tinder. Yeah, I was on the dating apps going back and like, you know, I wasn't just on Tinder. I was on I was on the whole lot. I was like I was on Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid, Match.com, Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish is an interesting one because it's like the analogy is there's plenty of fish in the sea, but Plenty of Fish, the dating app seems to be replicating what's going on in our oceans. <laughs> in that stocks are depleting and you should really think twice about touching what's left. That's all. That's all. Right. No, and, and the, thing, the thing is like, my friends, like uh, the thing, uh, that's the thing. Like I, I would go from one to the other to the other. I'm like, ah, oh, this is shit. I go on to Tinder. This is shit. I go on to Bumble. And my female friends were always telling me. I always thought this thing about uh, dick pics. Like when you go back a few years, I was like, ah, oh, you know, that's just something that's blown out of proportion. And put... <laughs> see where you went there. It went over everyone else's head. Not, not, not his dick. Um, just. Uh, uh, no, no, and it was from talking to my female friends on these dating apps, and I was like, is that a thing? And they're like, you wouldn't fucking believe it. You wouldn't believe what it's like to be a woman on a, one of those dating apps. There's a lot of creeps out there. And I'd just like to say, I have honestly never sent a dick pic. Um, besides anything else, the zoom on this camera is absolute shit. <laughs> that's, that's a joke about me having a small penis. I'm really glad my small penis got a fucking round of applause. But listen, guys, I'll just, I'll just leave you two things. He's going for more booze. Fair play to you, man. Um, I'll just leave you with, with, with two things. Um, during my time on the dating apps, and I'm sure if we've been on the dating apps, you're, you're familiar with this. Uh, you know, we, what we do, you swipe left if you're not interested, swipe right if you're interested, or swipe up to super like somebody and get blocked. It's fucking scary. <laughs> Ireland is the one place in the world where super like just, just does not cut it with people. Because people just look at that and go, oh, fuck off. Look, relax, you fucking prick. But what often happens is, you go onto someone's profile and you're flicking between, they might have eight pictures on their profile, but in each picture, there's eight different people. And they have to do this sort of like Sudoku thing of like, <laughs> trying to figure out who it is that you're supposed to be looking at. And with that in mind, I'd uh, like to uh, read a little poem I've written about the experience called The Sherlock Holmes of Tinder. <laughs> On Tinder, in my search for love, I hit upon the most puzzling cases. She may be an angel sent from above if I can pick her out from the dozen faces. <laughs> a group of eight ladies in picture one and another nine in picture two. Picture three is just a setting sun, so by this time I have still no clue. <laughs> in picture four, she's on her own, although standing half a mile away. After four more picks, she's still unknown. And so detective I must play. <laughs>
Now, four of the eight ladies in picture one seem to also be in picture six. At least this way I can rule out some and can deduce the rest from the other pics. When I compare these four with picture five, I can remove the girl with the auburn hair. I take the remaining three to picture two and pray that two of them aren't there. <laughs> Curses, says I. It's inconclusive. At least I've narrowed it down to two. My angel, she remains elusive. I sit and ponder what to do. What to do? That's my favorite bit, too. <laughs> the girl miles away in picture four is dressed head to toe in top shop gear. Back over the pictures I start to pour. The culprit is becoming clear. The top shop gear, the height, the shoes, they're all the same in every pick. Certainty with the final clue, the wristband from the electric pick. Nick. And with the last imposter now subtracted, I'm left with the girl to whom I am the least attracted. <laughs> it's always weird, right? I often puff, sure, what can you say? Let's face it, I was going to swipe right anyway. <laughs> Guys, I've been Bob Hennigan. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Bob Hennigan. Uh, Bob and his small penis. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have introed him with that. <laughs> ADD and a small penis. Oh, Bob Anakin from Mayo. But that's not that's not true. Known for two well, things. Maybe. <laughs> well, uh, someone else. It's like so, yeah, he can say it. Yeah, is not, it, is yeah. it weird when we say it? It's a bit weird. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. We don't know the size of his. We penis. have no idea. We have no idea. But uh, it would be good if that's uh, if there was a comedy club that just brought people on. And they just describe the genitals. Small dicked, <laughs> small dicked men. Um, Bobby, Bo yeah, that was great. Uh, what are they talking about? Oh yeah, I try, I love it. That joke's great, but uh, the the well, my camera has a terrible zoom. Mm. But I was thinking, well, technically, could he not move the camera closer to his penis? Yeah, that's true. Maybe it maybe goes out. <laughs> just, just like the joke still works. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't bring it up on stage, but yeah. you know, it was my first thought. Well, just, you know. Move it closer. Sounds like someone with a bit of experience under their belt. Hey. Under their loosened belt. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, yeah. I've never I've never sent a dick pic. Have you the ever focus, sent a dick pic? Never. No. Never even taken a photo of any part of me that wasn't my head. Um, never. Shane, like, have you ever sent a dick pic? No, no, no. Look at him. No, yeah, he's got trustworthy eyes. I just gave yeah. him the Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm stare. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I think, I mean, I don't... To you, Dave. What's that? Just to you. Just to me, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see the... Uh, like, I think you'd be better off sending a photo of... Uh, I don't know, anything. Yeah. Your, your gaff that's clean or a pile of cash or... A uh, gaff that's clean. I tell that's much more attractive to... Look, it. I just clean the house. Check this out. I'd be like, ah! And then you can picture yourself in the gaff, not picture yourself on that gross knob you used to flash on. <laughs> just made an amazing lasagna. Lasagna pick. Lasagna! Send a lasagna pick. Uh, a bolognese pick. I love a bolognese. A dinner pick. Yep. That's going to get much more likes and attraction. Than Even if... I mean, I don't know what percentage of dick pics are sent to solicited, but even if they are, like, what, what, how many, 10%, probably less of people have asked for it that have sent it. I yeah. think a lot of the time, from what we've been hearing from our mates, they just get sent. Yeah. Just, There's not that many dicks. Hi, how are you? You know, like, I didn't want to see that. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you're excited, but I don't want to know about that. Mm. You don't want to know about that. 
And then who <laughs> got the first dick pic ever? You know, the internet was invented in like the 70s, and then emails came about in like 1990 or something. So probably, probably so, a fax. It must dick, have been a dick fax. fax. It would have been dick fax. A dick fax. And it depends on which end it came out first. Uh, yeah. If it was tip first, you'd be like, torpedo? A rocket ship? Oh, yeah. God, it's got veins! <laughs> yeah. Or if it was like hairy balls, it'd be like, what? Is that an is animal? That, is that Jeff Bezos' rocket? <laughs> is that... Oh, it looks like it's a Jeff Bezos. All right, whatever. And, ah, shit! It is actually Jeff it's Bezos. Got, it's got the veins of a Jeff Bezos' head. Yeah. It's got the smile on it. And the Amazon did Jeff Bezos model his rocket off his own penis or did he like get like scroll through dick pics yeah what's my favorite dick pic that I got and then like I want that rocket yeah shape it like that guys and the the rocket scientists are like it's you know we've got it we've got a one design that's like like really aerodynamic like your dick is not as that's what I see in the rocket is that the most aerodynamic shape the Jeff Bezos rocket because be. all the NASA ones are a bit more pointed and less dicked yes and then and Jeff Bezos comes along like no I want a bell end on the top bell end I want a shiny round knob at the top yeah <laughs> yeah and I want Amazon Prime written on it yeah I would rather the old school pointy with an aerial on it yeah I like that yeah but yeah did he decide oh no round it round it yeah who and who decided that was it Jeff himself who oh of decided? course he's the one that paid for it so yeah, yeah it's his, his idea it's such an odd decision so he would have gone some people would have come in with an actual rocket looking rocket from old school NASA yeah. and he's like no and just cleared the model off his desk get it out of my sight yeah and then there's some he just found like a dildo or something in a drawer yeah maybe yeah. it was easy <laughs> threw it, like, it across the he, room he goes this boosh, yeah. just hitting everyone with it this get this in the head make that Here's a billion Five ninety nine on dollars. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a bargain. Haven't you seen these pop-up ads? Is that what it is? It's just a giant ad for dildos on Amazon. That's what probably. Rocket is. Yep. They probably sell quite well. Who knows? Everyone's always had a fascination with dicks. Like, you know, the, the sculptures and uh, paintings. And yeah. It's always people in the nip. Yeah. All the, you know, Michelangelo's Dave and all that. You know, he has his slingshot. He could have easily been wearing a pair of board shorts or something. Yeah. Dick out, like every every old statue, every old painting, knob. Yeah, but it's when it's it's always as well. You notice in those old statues and from Renaissance to Roman, whatever, that a lot of them have their dicks out. Not as many vages, not as many ladies with like you can you know, oh look at that statue. Oh, there's a little slit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Are there any of those? Is there? I haven't seen any of them. I've I think seen it's like more like more like a Barbie. Dull scenario, is it? I haven't really looked. At yeah, unfortunately, a was, lot of bums. Society was very patriarchal back then, so it was like a lot of the <laughs> most of the artists were men because yeah. it was a patri- patriarchy. Yep, and uh, yeah, they weren't doing their. Maybe was it like, ah, we better not do a vag. We'll do a, we'll do another dick. Uh, maybe they just didn't see enough to model it off. Where they probably sculpted in the nip and just yeah. kept glancing down. Yeah, because they can sculpt themselves, but it's hard to sculpt. Sculpting takes ages. Can you stand there for five weeks? Yeah, Miss and then and then you're creeping of- her out by like trying to get the right proportions. Look, yeah, sculpting by memory must be tricky. Yeah, sculpting vages by memory—that's <laughs> not an easy task. No, and a lot of the paintings are the the, the curvy white ladies lying on things with yeah. blankets. They're always yeah. in the nip, or three ladies talking to each other in the in the nip. Oh, yeah, and it's often like uh, what they use the word the male gaze. A lot of those, a lot of those old paintings, uh, and they're 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 very alluring. You know, mm. maybe they got one tit out, and then yeah. over the other tit is like a, a shawl 
and then their their curves their their like legs are crossed so you're like ooh what's under that yeah. they're more like alluring than you know there's the vag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's but, hinting at the nudity and then men just standing there. Yeah, but the men is just like, here it is. Yeah. Come and get it. Yeah, you never see just a hint of nut or... No, no, just, no. Just the a shawl over half. The half is just his bell end peeking out. Ooh, what's under there? What a strange choice that artist made for that statue. Yeah, he's leaning on a log in a vineyard. And yeah. just uh, uh, his, his knob is just peeking out under the drapes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never see that. Artists since the beginning of time, just they just knew men do not have the same sexual allure as ladies. Nah. Look at the men's just like, man, there's my knob. Like men's body's like a shed where the tools are just hanging out for you to easily access them if you need. And that the sheds don't even look that great. It's just a shed, just this tin roof, blah, blah, blah. And then it's and like women we, are made for having great careers and progress yeah. and doing whatever they yeah, want. The male body's like a, t- a T model Ford with some speaking, of, speaking of empowered and independent minded women, <laughs> we've got a few on the show today. Um, <laughs> and we got Aideen McQueen up next. She got a killer bit. Like, not, not like fat, American fat. And then there's like Pavarotti level. Channel 4 wanted to make a documentary about this man fat. He was so fat. The only reason I went home with him was because he was wearing a red jacket. I thought he was a night bus. <laughs> and it's, it's very annoying when you have one night stands and you have to take two buses because the first bus it's fine, you're still buzzing from the beer. And then that second bus. Why the fuck don't they have a bar on the second night bus? <laughs> They're missing a trick. And we were having sex and he was just pushing against me with this huge Italian opera singer belly. And I thought, oh no, I'm a bit too sober for this now. I think I'll leave. I know it's being rude, but fuck it. But then, some magic happened. Whatever way he was inside me, his belly just pushed onto my pelvis. Oh my God, I've never felt anything like it in my life. <laughs> it was the orgasm of the year. Oh my God, it was like, no, it's not That's Aideen on orgasms from large men. Aideen McQueen. Funny, we were just talking about the old dick pics and she's like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But the belly, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, a belly pick. <laughs> Thank God. Have you noticed... Is that a three-foot belly vibrator? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how people go like, what's, like, how big is it? You're like, my belly? Yeah. I remember this old belly, Benny Hill. Do you remember Benny Hill? There was, it was just a visual gag, that music on, and uh, he meets his granddaughter and they measure her height on the wall. And then she, then he stands on the wall, and she measures how far his belly has come out on the uh, wall. Ah, great! I'm so great glad it was belly gag. and not something else. Oh, no, like, where are you going not. with this? Oh God, Benny Hill. He goes when Benny Hill goes wrong. Yeah, but that reminds me, right? This is a remind me of what we're talking about. Oh, what is it? Victoria's Secret or the the lingerie shop on Grafton Street? I was walking past. Are there. we back to women's roles in society? Oh Jesus! No, Christ. no, just like this. This ties in with men, men's guts. I'm just trying to make Damo sweat. I'm just <laughs> yeah. it. Men's guts. So there's a uh, plus size mannequins in the window, very alluring with bikinis on. Plus and, size mannequins That's and great. lingerie. Plus size mannequins, female. May I add? Because I have never seen a plus size mannequin. <laughs> That's a bloke. Where's that one for us? Imagine you know top the- man. You know, top man. They always have tight jeans on these mannequins. Yeah. But like, 
super plus size man with tight jeans just ripping from them yeah well you know when you see a guy with a t-shirt on and his gut is hanging below yeah where's that mannequin <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you just yes, there is matt there's plastic hanging down bulge and they they're they're, they're really going so much realism that they've put on like fake little hairs at the bottom of the belly <laughs> yeah, coming out on the mannequin there's always white there's always hairs hairs coming out from under the neck over where, the- where do you stop with like mannequins now if they're doing plus size are they going to keep going with like some people have whatever hair growth problems or you know like are you going to put everything on the mannequin yeah well i mean the answer is in america because they have xxxxxl and all that they must and have super size have, have you been to supermarkets or grocery store what do they call the shops where they buy anyway shop stores you go in and there's the plus plus size for men and women and there's no mannequins obviously for them so they've just pegged it up on the wall like a tent <laughs> it's like a flag come and get this shirt and they're just flat against the wall with pegs hanging down like yeah. a massive like it's like a doorway of a hippie's house you, i wonder did, did those plus plus size shops come in first and then people got overweight or were people overweight because people weren't always overweight in america like in the no. 1800s they were like working on the railroads and whatever yeah i think it was they, after was, the i think it was after the uh what second world war yeah they started to be like all they, right processed foods let's do it yeah yeah and uh but were the plus plus size shops did they were they opened first and then people were like ah oh, what a cool big t-shirt i better keep eating to to go into that do you know what i love i love a hawaiian shirt but i want more hawaiian shirt for my money mm. i will save money if i <laughs> for the same price of buying a medium i could buy an xxxxxl shirt I'm saving money if I'm huge. Because look how much material that is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's American success. No, I think, I wonder who was the first. Uh, through history, there must have been clothing brands that would be like, all right, now they're, they're even bigger. Maybe the 70s or 80s, they'd be like, okay, we've, we've reached the 4XL now. 5XL. Like, there must have been the, the amount of people that are going, <sighs> excuse me. The, the XXXL doesn't fit. I'm bursting out. And they're like, all right, we've had 50 people complaining that the XXXL is too small. Yeah. We need XXXXL now. So so that's what would have had to have happened. We have to build a bigger mannequin. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger wall to peg this shirt up on. We're going to need a bigger store. The T-shirt, the size of a building. <laughs> We hang all our shirts outside. It's the tarp that's covering the roof. I wonder, you know, you know, I give clothes to the secondhand shop every so often, every few years. Yeah, mm. like, I can't be wearing that when I'm growing. But like the super super size people who wear these super super size t-shirts, and they give them to the secondhand shops, and then people go into the secondhand shops, and it's the t-shirt the size of a tent. Yeah, but I mean, I go to secondhand shops. No one in secondhand shops is that size. No one in secondhand people who go to secondhand shops can't afford ten thousand calories a day to no, go yeah. into that size. So yeah. there's all these clothes that go to secondhand shops. They're just gone to waste, man. They need to send them to like a sailing clubs and whatnot, so they mm. use them as sails. And all right, that's all, great, that's all the fat jokes for today. That'd be a great spinnaker. No, we're talking about clothing. You know, uh, it, <laughs> it's fat jokes. Okay, but well, we're just wondering. We're just wondering. We're, we're just, just wondering. Oh, Damon, you were talking to a couple this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, it was interesting that one of them was a one of them was a pilot. Oh, on stage, by the way, this is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so, just Dame. We're talking to a couple in a cafe. We're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, hey, what do you do? And he's like, a pilot. And I was like, oh, cool. And then, uh, and uh, I was like, what do you do? And she was like, she's a uh, radiographer. And we're like, ah, oh, cool. What an interesting conversation. So, and then I ask the question. I um, I thought everyone was thinking, but it might have just been me. 
Do you x-ray people? Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've found in someone? <laughs> a deodorant can. Are we talking the travel 100 mil one? A proper one. Deodorant can. Let me guess, they slept and fell in the shower? Imagine that, like, <laughs> do you smell Lynx Africa? <laughs> Every time you fired at Lynx Africa, just puffed out your ass cheeks. Man, this place stinks. Do it again, mate. All right. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, his wife came in with him. The two elderly couple. That I, oh, what a sweet couple. I bet they don't get up to any sort of crazy shenanigans. <laughs> oh, man, do you know how you light your own fart? That would be an explosive, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd pay to see that. The old man and his wife. She sits there with a cigarette. She's got a little handbag and that. And they put hands behind her back. Drum roll. Stuart comes out, little nod of the cap, and just goes around. Gets a lighter, just. She shuts her eyes. And then just blows smoke right back up his ass. <laughs> and then the curtain comes down, and the, the audience is just going, What the fuck is that exactly? <laughs> And that was your Aer Lingus in-flight entertainment. <laughs> if you could please take your seat now, Stuart. But the cabin smells lovely now, mate. Cheers for that. Aer Lingus do always do the best in-flight entertainment. Don't they just? Mm. Yeah, he was a pilot for Aer Lingus, so I thought, oh, I'll bring it back to the guy. <laughs> but the, I love that when the, an audience, like, they were... As, as abstract as that sort of went, they went, he finished the last line, somebody in the audience was just like, what the F? You know, yeah. it was great. That was good great. old, good was old great. crowd. And then um, while we're on the uh, crowd work, you met, Sir, oh, that American guy, didn't he leave and then come back into the room? Yeah, so and then he, there was three, four Americans. They were actually, they're actually in the army. Uh, they're like nice, friendly guys. But at the start of the show... But cold-blooded killers. All the same. They, <laughs> they came in and I uh, sat down in the front row and then one of them left, like, just as I was starting the show and then uh, I was hosting. And then he came back in, like, six minutes later as I was about, I was about to bring a comedian on. And uh, he comes in with four pint glasses, each of them half full of vodka. So he got a triple vodka for each of his mates. And he comes in in the front row carrying these... And not a bother as well, like hands them to each of his mates as I'm on stage, just kind of like blocking my, the view of me yeah. and then takes out cans of Red Bull from his pockets somehow. I was like, what the fuck? And then hands them to his mates. So I, I started laying into him. Uh, hey, he's back. He's back in the room. You, water? Oh, you got straight vodka for your friends? Is that straight no, vodka? No, no, got Let me smell that shit. Ah, oh, you dirty sons of bitches. Fucking hell. Did you bring the Red Bull yourself? Or did you buy that in the bar? Are you, are you 15 year old girls smuggling in? Smuggling weed. Smoking weed. Smuggling in Red Bull and vodka in your fucking pants? What's going on? Oh, this is going to be a fucking rough show, these guys. Shameless as well. Not even like, not even trying to be like, oh, the comedian is on. We'll just maybe get a drink at the break. No, he's just like, <laughs> I've made an entry. That's American confidence for you, isn't it? He's like, I have colonized the fucking room, man. <laughs> Fuck your little country. Fuck your club. I'm having a Red Bull and double vodka right in my fucking dick in front of you. So I'm sucking. Whoa. <laughs> thank you. 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 Thank you.
I got approval from four Irish alcoholics. They're like, yeah, if you're going to drink, you do it subtly and quietly, you fucking lunatics. Hey, there's Eddie talking to the Americans, all right. And because they're in the army, I, I picture they... They could have strapped the Red Bull cans, you know, like ammunition, like Chewbacca wears across them. Yeah, that could have yeah, been yeah. another thing you could have done. That would have been great. Rambo. All Red that Bull. training. All that training. Uh, yeah, well, there was another, that same night, the late show then, there was uh, uh, another American in, a teacher, also called themselves a student teacher. Uh, yeah, that is weird. And then Eddie would question him about it, and this is what happened. You're here to teach. <laughs> You're working here. Oh, what do you teach? Teach English to students. You're just a teacher then. I mean, that's i uh, I'm a student teacher. That's, that's like I'm a fire fireman. Uh, I'm a fireman who puts out fires. I think we all assumed you would be teaching students. Um, is there another? No, I'm in training. You're in training. Who, what, who, what do you want to, you teach in English, did you say? Who are you teaching English to? Um, all boys. All boys. That's just a personal rule, isn't it? <laughs> Who put a girl in the... Get the fuck out! I said, all boys, English classes. <laughs> that student teacher's a fucking lunatic. Um, you're, you're in an all-boys school? Yes. Oh, where's the all... What, what's the school? C-U-S. What's that stand for? Catholic University School. Catholic University School? Where the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like right near St. Stephen's Green. There's a... Leeson Street. Street. Did you go there? No, I just know where. <laughs> I just know where the boys are. <laughs> There's only two all boys schools in the immediate vicinity of the Dublin city centre. Stephen's. <laughs> Uh, Where are those Catholic boys? <laughs> one, one guy just down the back just chimed in. It's uh, Seven Leeson Street. <laughs> like, he wasn't even in that group. Was he, he wasn't even part of that. He was like, yeah. he was like three, four rows down. He just like, and his head just popped up. He goes, Seven Leeson Street, <laughs> and then like his head popped back down. I was like, what the fuck? Is this? How do you know? You go up Grafton Street past the yeah. lingerie shop with a plus size models key going. You bring some chocolate candy with you. <laughs> Uh, that was great. Uh, have you done your leaving cert yet? Hey, hey. Tie it all back. Hey, are you stressed with your leaving cert? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want some candy? You're like, I'm 18, man. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the leaving cert. But yes, I will have that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all we had Sinead Quinlan on. She's great. Oh, She's class. So the pill, guys, for anyone who doesn't know, is female contraception. And uh, it's basically like having to choose between having a baby or having depression. Uh, it's one or the other, there's no in between, right? So you'd have to, <laughs> you're consoling her there. <laughs> You've been through it, I know. But with it, oh hello, we'll come back. Nice, nice, nice. The thing with the pill is that you have to take it pretty much the same time every day for it to work. So I'd set an alarm on my phone to remind me to take it, right? But then the alarm would go off at fucking awkward times, like I'd be sitting down like having dinner with my family or something. I mean, I easily could have just left the room, you know what I mean? I could have just gone to the toilet or something. Nah, I'd make it weird, like I'd end up like back in the room like Michael Jackson. Or something. <laughs> there was one day I used to work in an office and uh, it went off. And of course, all my work colleagues looked over and were like, what's the alarm for? <laughs> and the man that asked was like a real Catholic man now. I was like, this will actually kill this man staunchly. <laughs> There's no way I can tell this man. But everyone was looking at me, I was like, all right, gotta think of something. Uh, I was like, that's a, that's a reminder now for me to go for a walk. <laughs> 
It was like a walk. I was like, yeah, I heard they're walking. It's good for you. He's like, all right. Then one of my other work colleagues was like, well, you better go on social then. I was like, yeah, nothing gets past you, Brenda. <laughs> yeah, we all know Brenda, don't we, in the work office. So off I went on my walk. Where I was going, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't my break or anything. Everyone seems to be okay with me taking this unsolicited walk in the middle of the day. <laughs> Just shows what kind of a work colleague I was. They were like, thank God she's gone. Do you know what I mean? Just doing what's fair. I just left the office and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm after leaving the pill back in the office. <laughs> I can't go back there now, like, I'm just going to have to commit to the walk. So there I was, like, this is brilliant, you know what I mean? I'd probably conceive a child, but uh, at least I reached my step target. Yeah. And I did, uh, but I have a couple more steps to get, so I'm going to keep walking and walk off the stage. But thanks so much, it's been great. <laughs> hey, Quinlan from Cork. Oh, she's great and it, i felt really good because after um the set you know we have a stool on stage and she was like that's the first time i've sat on a stool on stage like uh she got into a story and <laughs> decent just, uh, cork accent there demo nice. sorry my apologies to everyone from cork the cork accent has a parallel with the australian accent though is that right where everything ends up on an upward inflection oh yeah it goes the aussies do that as well that was very jamaican as well <laughs> Again, Jamaican had a lot of parallels with the Cork <laughs> yeah. accent. It's funny, you know, Gordon Rochford, Gordo, the uh, those conspiracy guys podcast. Yeah, uh, epic. Definitely check out. You might have already, but um, it's so good. He he's he's got he's got this whole. It's almost a. I listened to the Bob Marley episode, and then he's, he's like the amount of uh, Irish people that went over, and then the, the Jamaican accent and the Wex, almost Wexford or South. There's like this. Yeah, the similarities because they were all living together on the same island. There's one island in particular. There's like a, oh, yeah. a RT documentary from the 70s. It's on you. Uh, have you seen I that YouTube that. clip? And they they just they all sound like they're from Cork. It's so funny, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Caribbean, isn't it? Caribbean. Isn't yeah, it? The, around that area, I think. I was like, you try and escape the Cork accent, you go all the <laughs> way to the Caribbean. Get out and you're of like, it. where the fuck? Hi, how are you? Uh, Cork is the best county in the world. You're like, <laughs> yeah. you, you love Cork too? Get to get me out of here. Everyone's from Cork. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Sinead was like, because uh, she, she, great gags, and then she sometimes would tell a story, and she sat right into it and got really into the story, and it was, it was brilliant, man. Yeah. It was great. So, yes. Um, Oh, next up we got David McSavage came in this yeah. week to do a spot. <laughs> so he was speaking earlier of like uh, no filter, and that's uh, that's why we love him. That's why we always love him. It's like yeah, he was go for it. And then this, I think he he came up with like a folk song about the war that's happening right now. An impromptu uh, folk song about the war by David McSavage. Hey, Mr. Putin, what are you doing? Dropping bombs in Ukraine Hey Mr. Putin What are you doing? Dropping my brain And this is a protest song, it's not gonna help, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my point is, I know what's going on in the mind of Putin I understand it He's not some, he's not some alien from another planet Do you know what I mean? He is a human being who is flawed, very, very flawed. And I understand he wants Ukraine, but Ukraine wants nothing to do with Putin. But he wants Ukraine, and Ukraine is fuck off. Fuck off. I was going out with a girl 15 years ago. <laughs> and I, 
I was really in, I was really in love with her and she broke my heart and wanted nothing to do with me. And if I had an army at my disposal. <laughs> Uh, like Savage. Yeah, you won't see many uh, Putin, uh, what do you call it? Apathy, sympathizers. What a top bloody week that was, man. Yeah. It was class. Um, rippers. Next week, got another killer lineup. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review. Yeah, do. Yeah. Any requests of material, acts, anything like that. Yeah, so, send in a message to uh, pro- pro- Instagram, preferably, but Facebook too. And yeah, if you're on the old TikTok, you're on the old TikTok. Tell your Crack friends, Den. tell your wife, tell your kids, tell them all to listen to the Crackdown Comedy Club podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, a very good ad. Very good ad for us at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so people, have, if they've made it this far, they're like, we don't need an ad. We just sat through the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it does help to spread it around because then, uh, then all the comedians get a bigger platform. That's yeah. What we, that's what we yeah. like. We like it. More comedy for everyone. More laughs. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Guys, thanks for another top week. See you at the club.